you're talking about Lloyd Kaufman, head of Trauma Films, on right. the documentary, saying, taking a deep breath of fresh air before speaking and mm -hmm. sucking all the oxygen out of the room, right? Yeah. Am I right? Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> well, too bad Trauma didn't make a Fantastic Four. I would definitely watch that as well. I probably won't. If it's Trauma, I probably won't be able to make it through it. <laughs> <laughs> we only saw one Trauma film. We watched Trauma's War, right, which right. is an all-on assault, which, by the way, boy, my sides are still hurting from laughing that hard. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mole Man has snuck into their ship, and he took the real crystal, and he gave him the fake one. Because he because... wants the real one. Look at him jumping through the lasers. Who's he looking at? Dr. Doom is watching him. Yeah, because Dr. Doom was going to take the crystal. Right. And then this guy just did it. So he's, Doom is like, ha ha, thank you for doing the job for me. We'll just pretty, now get it from you. It's very hard for me to sift through this as a Cool Keith fan and not think of Cool Keith's Dr. Doom's album, which just has four O's in it or like five O's, Dr. Doom, including the classic song, Dr. Doom is in the room. <laughs> Dr. Doom is in the room. Is that what was that gloom? No, okay, here we are. Wow, they must have spent their entire budget on this. Right, on buying the stock footage from NASA. Right. Good news, I got stock footage from NASA. Bad news is the space shuttle challenger. Good night, people. Now, Corman was the next one he called, or maybe they talked at the same time. I don't know. <clears throat> Corman was like, hell yeah, we'll do it. A million dollars? No problem. No problem. I really think that Corman and uh, Carpalipolo burned really were going to release this thing. They just they had to make it, you know. I kind of don't know what's in burned burned's mind, you know. But Corman was going to release it. It was going to be a film that he thought was going to go to theater. But in actuality, they just needed something in production so legally they can keep the rights to Fantastic Four. Yeah, you see this burned Echiger. He's the same guy who made the real ones, Mike. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, he must have, so he succeeded. He was able to hold on to the... To the uh, yeah, and he did Fantastic Four, and he did the Rise of the Silver Surfer. Right, which, to be credit to you, are both terrible movies. This is yeah, so much better. Well, I don't know that this is better. This is old-fashioned, corny, go, let's go to space yeah. with the special look, effects. Well, that was the comic book. Now, look, the crystal is bullshit, so they're going to, again, get the whammy-jammy, just like Victor. How did the jeweler find a gem that looked exactly like the gem? <laughs> and if he found it, why couldn't he find the, uh, the real gem, the other half of the other uh, real? I don't know. This is what I would say it doesn't make sense in the real world, but since you said it, I have the urge to go, Hey, it's a movie. You gotta forgive it a couple. No, you're right. It's bullshit. Look, there's the whammy jammy in action. See those colors? It's like right. 1964, 65. Oh, this is before 2001 came out in 68? <laughs> yeah, right. Look at this. That's another like 60 psychedelia. Like the whammy jammy's really fucking with them. Now, was it the same gamma rays that the Hulk got on Earth? Well, yeah, in space, it was gamma rays in the comic book. Right. And gamma rays, pretty much everything. You know, the spiders, 
The spider on Spider-Man was just radioactive. Okay. It, it was a gamma rays? No, it wasn't a gamma. <laughs> but if Doc Bruce Banner belted by gamma rays turned right. to the Hulk. What about the Fantastic Four theme yep. song? Look at that. They're dead. Fantastic hey. Four died. And Doom's going, ah, 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 ah. How can he watch that? Where is he watching that? Because from his a... own room. Ridiculous. <laughs> it is ridiculous. And he would have a camera inside of Reed Richards' spaceship and see the mole guy. It's ridiculous. ridiculous. He had a satellite follow the spaceship, so the satellite fed the video yep. to Doom's closed-circuit television set right in the throne room, which was not at the same angle as the throne. It was very obnoxious watching the TV because you had it like turned like this. Yeah, it's very uncomfortable. There was no TV in front of him when you see him on the throne. No, it's on the side, so you have to actually sit like this on the throne, and or oh. or, or get out of there. Like, what's the point of having a throne if it's not facing the TV? <laughs> I'm the king of the castle, Alice. I'm the king. Turn my throne towards the TV, young lady. Ralph, we can only fit the flat of TV set on this side of the of our apartment, Ralph. The other side is the fire escape. Oh, Norton, why'd you give me this widescreen TV? <laughs> I wanted one right on the right on the dresser here in the kitchen. You, you know, the dresser wrong. right here in the kitchen. You walk in the house and there's a dresser. It's outrageous. Now you know that I know that you know that a TV set could fit right on the dresser. I liked my vacuum tube chubby <laughs> black and white TV. Oh. Okay, so they've crashed, right? But look at the ship. It's all fucked up, but they're perfectly fine. Actually, his hair is even better. I think they got a haircut for the, uh, for the accident. It looks like he's, his hair makes him look like he already burst into flames. <laughs> <laughs> oh right he's Johnny Storm now come on like these superheroes are ridiculous what are you going to do walk around the streets of New York on fire flame on like what all of Manhattan is covered with spider webs and then flames <laughs> oh let's go that's a cross town no problem now in one of the Avengers movies it like talks about that like how innocent people get killed and you know, because sure. the Avengers roll into town and fucking fight some robot and everybody, you know. Oh, Ultron fucked up some fictitious country, right? Yep, yep. yep. Where we're on this road? Into space. Yeah, that's some bullshit. Uh, Ultron. Ultron. <laughs> there was a whole civil war based on that. But nothing to do with this movie. <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay, so now it's like Sue is invisible. And they're Whoa. like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Oh, there's this. Aha, uh -huh. I'm the better sibling. <laughs> so this woman was the con costume designer, or is it a band? And the name is Raviv Richards. Isn't that funny? Like, it's, yeah. it's not Reed Richards. Okay, so in 93, he went to a place called Golden Apple Comics, a store on Melrose right, Avenue. Right down the street. And he went to buy Fantastic Four comic books for research. And I don't know, he's buying them and talking or whatever. And so he's he explained that he was the costume designer for this new – and he's got to do the research. So, like, they all swarmed him and were like, are you going to do justice to this? He goes, well, that's why I'm buying the comics. 
Yeah, I'm reading up on it. I, I need a Reeve Richards. I need Do you have any Marvel comics, my good Mar sir? Marvel. Marvel. I'm looking Marvel. for comics of the detective sort. Would you please? I'm making a movie based on the Fantastic Four. What's your budget? Oh, money is an object. <laughs> yeah, money's no yeah. object. No, money is an object. Okay, so they're kind of stranded here, and they're going to go through a lot of stuff. But I just want to explain something before it happens. An army's going to show up, but you got to know that they're a fake army. They're really Dr. Doom's, I don't know. Did they land they, in Doomlandia? They didn't land in Doomlandia. They land, I don't know where they landed, but they got found by Doom first, so he pretended the military found. Well, because, I mean, if, if Jeff Bezos sent a rocket out in space, <laughs> you know the police will be there when it crashes. <laughs> they got it in for him. Fantastic Four is such a terrible live-action idea. You got a man on fire, then you got a guy who looks like I took my crayons when I was six and I drew a big rock monster. <laughs> right? Like... This movie has no budget, so I'm going to give it a hard pass on whatever the thing's going to look like in this film, right? <laughs> but I've seen the Fantastic Four movie in the sequel. Michael yeah. Chiklis looks ridiculously mm -hmm. stupid in that green outfit. And then, have you seen the last Fantastic Four yeah, movie? Yeah, the Silver Server. No, no, no. After that, there was a, a reboot remake. I'll have to watch it. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> or no, I shouldn't have to watch it. Oh, uh, definitely. Yeah, you definitely want to get the DVD for Netflix of that one. <laughs> well, if I can't stream it anywhere. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, you know, check the dumpster. Have you checked, like, uh, not Redbox, but Dumpster Fire? They might have it. It's terrible. It's really lethargic. It's just boring. And, uh -huh. Oh, the only interesting thing in that movie, well, Michael B. Jordan's in it. And uh -huh. uh, he's Johnny Storm. Oh, yeah. Michael B. Jordan? I, I mean, yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I saw yeah. it. Yeah, you saw it. It didn't suck. Okay, yeah, that's fair enough. It didn't suck. Um, Way down in Louisiana, close to... What's his name? What's his name? Michael B. Moore. What's his name? Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Way down in Louisiana, close to New Orleans. Up into the woods in the evergreens. Live the country boy who never... Could read so good. You know the song. Jordan Michael, Michael Jordan be good. <laughs> Johnny be good, yes. Jordan uh -huh. be good. Let me try that at the open mic. I gotta write it. Okay. Hey, well that's I wish you best of luck. <laughs> Jordan be good. Johnny be good. All right, Michael B. Jordan. Okay. So there was this guy at Marvel, his name was Avi something, who I just know that's an Israeli name, and he was going to, you know, make the big uh, budget Fantastic Four with Eichinger. And so he was the one who called up Roger Corman and said, look, I will pay you a million dollars, you just stop, don't release the film, cut everything off. And so Corman said, okay. <laughs> and explain why I was gonna. I'm gonna make a big budget. I can't have this dirtying the wall, polluting the waters. It would. I would. Do you feel that way if this came out? 
Uh, no, I think it would have been fun to come out. I think this was the time. Look how she's getting so passionate. She's rubbing the clay on her lips. Right. Now she's going to get abducted and stolen by the minions of the Molbad. Is the Molbad has minions? Yeah, apparently. Yeah, headsmen and minions. The jeweler. I don't know. This jeweler, it's unimpressive as credits. He's an English actor. Um, stage and television. Successful career in the States. Uh, West End on Broadway across America. He appeared in the U.S. as Young Victor Company. I, I guess he, he was a... He was in some movies. He was on, in a TV movie, Alice Through the Looking Glass. He was in... Joseph and the Amazing Tele uh, Technicolor Dream Coat. I don't know. He's got some chops, but this is a delivery person, and we're having flirting. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really but it's kinda... one-sided. Well, so the the movie, the other movie, the last one was Josh Trank directed it. But wow. what I always amazed me about it, and I'm looking for, is that. Uh, Sue Storm, and then I guess the dad, like uh, Dr. Frank Franklin Storm, uh, they were both in House of Cards, and I was like, "Wow, I just sat through House of Cards, and two of the actors are in it." I got that feeling like we have premium cable, and then you watch like a show that's only on premium cable, and they show up in a movie, and you go, "Oh, that's those guys from that premium cable show I paid to watch." What <laughs> am I? Oh, what a ripoff this movie is! Now that's it's the Sue Storm one you saw, right? Yeah. Yeah, she is a she was like a Ford agency model or something, but she got onto Guiding Light and her career took off. I mean, she was on Beverly Hills, nine hundred one two zero, and Seinfeld and Garmin and Greg. The Sue Storm in which movie? Desperate Housewives in this movie that we're watching oh, now. Perfect. Well, that's oh, one thing I really liked about the documentary is that they gave the actors ample time to talk about this because. They yeah. were being led on, and they were encouraging them to go to these conventions and lead on their fans. No, and I don't. Th I don't think so. I, I think that Roger Corman thought it was going to release. Right, but okay. I, sure. So <laughs> Roger Corman. Okay, after they made the film, the post production kind of remember yeah. it halted, and I think maybe why would Corman do that? But there was a point where they were. I mean, maybe they were really. They really did feel this movie was coming out, and they yeah. went to these conventions. And uh, you know, most no notorious, which I really liked from the documentary, and I mentioned this the first time around, was that it was on the cover of a magazine I would go to, like Tower Records and buy back in the day, cool. Film Threat, and it was on the cover of Film Threat magazine, the Fantastic Four, Roger Corman production, and it was the only magazine that was covering it, and it gave that it credibility. That guy was there the whole shooting, remember? He said he was there because he was really a fan. Right. The, the the publisher, Film Threat, was given access. So he was like the voice telling – this is, of course, before the internet. But it, you know, yeah. it was like you would read about it in Film Threat magazine. So you would get your news from Film Threat. It legitimized this. Somebody along the line knew that this would not be released. Uh, ultimately, and well, but, that that thing came out right at the. Remember, he was there for the whole filming. I think, I think that everyone thought it was going to be theatrical released, even Roger Corman at that point. Right. Remember? And don't forget, Carnosaur around that time came out as a theatrically released. It, you know, his films were theatrically released. 
Yeah, you know what's funny is is what we're seeing right now. A lot of it is um, recycled carnosaur sets. Really? Yeah, that was in the documentary we saw. Oh my god! Well, we also watched Carnosaur. Yeah, L W A F L M O Y T. Yeah, what a disgusting. So it wasn't it just was a carnosaur film. Yeah, it wasn't just carnosaurs on the loose. Diane Lamb figured a way to make women get impregnated by carnosaurs. Yeah, just by getting the virus. Yeah. The, the DNA was in you. I mean, after I saw that film, my carna was sore. Oh, man. Talk about a carnosaur. Oof. Okay. Now, they're like, they all know they have powers now, except Ben Grimm is not a freak yet. Okay? So okay. they all know they have powers. Now, look, it looks like the army's showing up. Now, if this is really doom tricking them, that guy's American accent is excellent. He goes, begging your pardon, sir. I mean, it's excellent. <laughs> you know, they taught him in Latvia how to do an American accent. Right, Latvia. Oh, they got the flags and everything. They, they, doom they right. We're America. Hi. Home. Oh, Homer. You look like Homer. Right. Hey, dude. Yeah. What are you, Bart? Now they say, oh, no, fire at that ugly monster thing. There he is. I'm Ben Grimm. I'm oblivious that I'm a rock. Hey, guys. Boy, great to shake off those gamma rays. Whew, I tell you, I was drenched in them. I've got your new nickname. It's Rocky. <laughs> Don't you dare call me Rocky. He's got <laughs> the teeth. That's what the Clancy Street Gang should have done. He hated the Clancy Street Gang. Yeah, they would throw bottles at him, rocks. Okay, so there's an anatomic face, you know, helmet he's wearing, and and he like he's moving the mouth, but you see how the lip moves and stuff. Right. Yeah. You saw it in the documentary, right? Right. It, it, it's all mechanical, and apparently they did a good job. It you think it hurt us. the guy? It didn't hurt the guy, did it? No, I think he, the guy bitches about the not bitches. I mean, it's legitimate. It's a it's hot. Here it is. Uh, Claro found the suit to be the hottest fucking thing he ever wore. He was this guy's a big stunt man. It's not the same actor. The actor who plays Ben Grimm is oh, not right. who we're seeing on screen right now. Well, that's a relief. <laughs> right? You don't have to wear the suit? I'll, I'll do anything for my act. Okay, well, you got to wear a suit. Uh... As a matter of fact, they work together a lot. Like, to what? how would you do it? Like, what are your mannerisms? Sure. That's, yeah. They did. <laughs> you see that a lot sometimes. Like, Doom Patrol, they have a guy voiced by uh, Brendan Gleeson, uh Fraser. So it's like, wow, Brendan Fraser. But it, for most times, someone else, you know, acting. So here is a bunch of funny. Wait, are you talking about Brendan Fraser? Furry uh, Doom... He's on Doom Patrol. He plays the voice of a robot. So it's a okay. live action guy in a robot suit, but it's the voice is him. So he must do it at a certain point. <laughs> well, I'm glad he's getting work. That's really cool. I yeah. just love him. Oh, he's terrific. He's the best part of that show. So now we're getting a bunch of jokes. You know, have a seat. Seat cr cr collapses. You know, I'm going to take a blood sample. Not sure how I'm going to uh, do it. 
hey, thanks for coming to my, I'm Alec Baldwin. Thanks for coming to my podcast. Here's the thing. It's basically, we're going to talk about you, the thing. So here's the thing with Alec Baldwin. <laughs> here's the thing, right yeah. now. There he is, there he is. He's right Ladies there. Okay, now, here's the thing. Now, Ladies here's the thing. Come. Uh, clobbering time. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. I hate that phrase, unless the thing actually smashes through the wall after you say it. Yeah. Yeah. Now Johnny figures out he says flame on and flame off. I guess we figured out the magic words, Doc. Really? Like a Shazam moment? <laughs> yeah. And thank God only burned his hand. Otherwise, his jacket would have caught on fire. Now, when I was first watching this thing, I was like, this is cheap. We never see him fly like in the comic. And then at the end, they satisfy. He oh, really yeah. Flies. This looks like a commercial for like an Activision game. Like, you ready to beat the doctor? Do, 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 do. <laughs> Activision presents Dr. Needles on Atari 2600. What? Whoa! Like, <laughs> that was actually pretty good. Pretty funny, you know? Yeah, that's the thing with this movie. No one's terrible in this film. They all do their job. Yeah. And in this documentary, you know, they really get the sense. I mean, they each have their like personalities we got to deal with, but you get the sense from the documentary. Uh, they all were very genuine. It was going to be a step up. You see, that's Latvia and it's the castle. And that's really where they're being held. They think they're on an army base. Right. Yeah. They think they're at like Cape Canaveral or Fort Knox. Right. Victor Von Doom. <sighs> Dr. Doom is in the room. So what he's saying right now is, you know, they come to the conclusion they're going to suck out the the Colossus power out of the four of them and put it all into Doom. And he'll be like the uber-ultra being. Right. Oh, I see. That's stupid. <laughs> That's not Doom. <laughs> he wants to rub it into Reed's face. <laughs> Well, he wanted Reed, you know, to get killed, and he was going to take the uh, jewel from the jeweler so that he could have his own whammy jammy, steal the Colossus energy, okay? I guess he has to wait 10 years. It's not really explained. Right, that's the thing, right? Like, what's the rush now? Yeah. He should have planned to take it and used it during the 10 year. Well, what's happening right now is he's kind of doesn't need Colossus because he can steal it from the Fantastic Four. Because what he's got is his own whammy jammy sucker machine, and it now, tickles their chest and sucks out their power. Is that the same actor under that mask? Yeah, right. it's the guy we saw as young Victor. Up oh, the henchman, looking good, looking good, looking good. Nice turn. Guys look like Wal uh, Walton Goggles and, I don't know. It's not a screenwriter friend. What is it? There's that stupid English cartoon, like Grommel and... Oh, right, yeah, Wallace and Gromit. Gromit. I shouldn't say stupid. It's not stupid. I enjoyed it very much, but I'm just looking back on it, thinking of it now, and stupid came to mind. Well, that's because you're an adult and you don't have a kid <laughs> in the room. But, yeah, no, it's good stuff. Listen, his cheese, and there was a wrong trousers, and there was like a were rabbit bunny, and there was a. That was a good one, were yeah. rabbit. Okay, so right now they're going to see the jeweler to say, We'll give you money for that jewel. And like the henchmen are like, you know, they're surrounding them and stuff. 
I don't know. Anytime God. these guys are around, it's the comedic moments. You see, I don't like that about the film. Sometimes Dr. Doom is comedic, like he's a goofy uh, monarch. And other times when he's around the Fantastic Four, he's fucking serious and he's the evil man, you know? You know, when he, he, he talks to his minions and it sounds dopey. Well, you know, I guess, I guess like Fantastic Four never existed in a, in a vacuum. I mean, I guess it did ultimately with with the, but because in the sixties it came out during like, I don't know, Spider Man and Doctor Strange. They was the Avengers and the Iron Man, and they yeah. they had like other people to bounce off of. Uh, but I guess in this movie and in the Sony movies, they just they weren't part of that universe. Yeah, that's right. It, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is made by some other film conglomerate corporation right then uh, fantastic four work. well they've been always like teasing that they're going to re reintroduce the fantastic four in the movies and have the guy from the office play reed richards well uh, i think it's actually a very good time for them to add they need some life in marvel cinematic universe because what are they, they going to do they're going to be like hey uh unbeknownst to you i too am a super scientist billionaire genius with my own building in new york city <laughs> but well, i waited for tony stark to die Okay, wouldn't it be neat if their first film, uh, I guess you got to have the origin backstory, but I'm saying by the end yeah. of the film, they're on like the observation side of this Thanos bullshit, right? And they, so the first movie would be about them dealing as superheroes with half the population missing or whatever. Right, maybe, maybe one maybe of them is missing. Two, yeah, or something like that. And. And do you remember that scene at the end when they're all, you know, like all the superheroes in the world come out to fight Thanos? Right. You, They could be just some boots on the ground, and we see the ending scene from their perspective, you know, with them. What's over the hill? Come on, Reed, you know, and, and then Sue will come back. Sue, you know. She'll be like, hey, they said this open mic was an open mic, but I, I the raffle is bullshit. They picked my name. I was like 32. I think they did that on purpose. Yeah. They don't know me. It was the superhero open mic, right? Yeah, superhero open mic. And we're going to do a bucket. We're going to do a bucket. Uh, number 39, Sue Storm. <laughs> well, the first, one, bullshit. Not, first one picked was uh, Thanos because when they yeah. all came, they were looking at him, so it was all comedians in the audience. And then number two is Anthony Quinn. Number three was the Wasp. <laughs> it's a bit rigged. It was rigged. Okay, so now they've abducted Alicia, and they're like, we want the diamond. And he goes, no, it's for my girlfriend. And there's this funny scene where they pull out guns to threaten them, and then the whole room pulls out guns on them. Oh, all right. It appears you're outnumbered. So they kick him out. One of the best things about Fantastic Four was when they weren't the four Fantastic Four. There was a robot in uh, one of the animated series. They they couldn't license oh, one of the characters. Torch. Yeah, the Human Torch was replaced by Robbie the Robot kind of little guy. Yeah, it was like Herbie or like he was Fantastic Five. Mm -hmm. And also in the comics, uh, She-Hulk was a member. I don't remember that. But you should I check out... The mm -hmm. Terrifics, right? The DC comic. It has Plastic Man. It has Professor <laughs> Mister Terrific. It has like uh, this girl who's a ghost who kind of is invisible, and then it has like this big hulking guy. Does it have Water Man instead of? Yeah, they have Water Man. They said, "Fuck torch. you, 
Four wheels. If you're not going to do Fantastic Four, we'll do one. <laughs> so they're like, okay, he said no, Dr. Doom. So Doom was like, I will take care of this personally. He's going to get the... the um, Maybe the crystal is needed to suck the whammy jammy out of them, Mike. I think so, yeah. Yeah, it's not about waiting 10 years. Well, yeah, but they're going to keep him in the castle for 10 years? No. Right right now, they're... Whoa, Batman. That wipe, yeah, that was for fighting. Instead of spending the money on a fight scene, they did that. So they knocked out the guards because they're starting to... Well, they don't know it's doom or anything, but like something's not right. Right. Yeah, man, the, the Fantastic Four movie with Michael Chiklis wearing a trench coat, and he's like in the rain in the alley, and he's like yeah. seeing his girlfriend with someone else. He's like all sad or whatever yeah. it was. It was just like That's straight out of Kirby, by the way. Oh yeah, and he's kind of pouring rain on you. Yeah, it's pouring rain in the alleyway as the thing is, you know, going through some personal trauma, and then clank, clank, bam on the side of his head. The yo, he clamps his screen, boy. <laughs> See you later, Rocky. Don't call me that. But they all talked in that like Kirby Brooklynese, or they're like, yo, we're the newspaper boys, we're newsies, we're the newsy co-ops, yeah. Hey, they call me Mumbles. I don't know. They call me Mumbles. And uh, uh, my name is Flipper. I I like to, I have a scuba gear. Everything I say is Flipper. Maybe we can go in the water. Not yet, Scuba Man. The guy, he's got his hat sideways. Yeah, right. And he talks like this. Yay. They call me the mouth. We saw we were so hot on you. The News Legion boy just like, and then they go fight in World War Two because Kirby, like, he had a guy like him and his partner. They they were cranking out World War Two comics, mm-hmm. including Captain, the original Captain America, and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, Mariner was in it. Yeah, and it was like the Newsboys or News Legion or something. And then when he went back to DC in the seventies, he said, "You know what? I'm going to take my old character that I did, bring him back." The news. You know, uh, preteens from the forties really got a bad rap with this fucking play called Newsies because now they all you think they all sell the paper I mean it, do you remember um, the Baxter boys with Satch and Mo? yeah and, right 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 I mean, those are the real like like that's what we should be calling not Newsies we should be calling them uh, what was the name of that gang they were all in the gang now you lost me man the Bowery boy the back oh the, ba- oh, the, the dead Bowery. of the street yeah, the Bowery Boys. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm just bemoaning the fact that Newsies fucked that up for the people of that era. Oh, thank I, God. They, you mean now we can't watch the, the Dead End Street kids or whatever? There was No, the, but now, like, anytime you see some kid from the 40s, like a nine yeah. years old or something, you, you think they're Christian Bale singing a number. Yeah. Not a listen, I, miss, I miss Newsies. How, how do I know when the early evening edition is out, right? I don't. It used to be some kid would just tell me, Extra, extra. Barrows the web. Someone got shot. We got a picture. Early edition. Early evening edition. Oh, the early evening edition's out. (laughs) Late evening edition. Final evening edition. The evening paper wasn't the paper of the day. It was like one extra section printed that had some breaking news shit, you know? Yeah, usually it's like breaking news and then it's just repurposed. Yup. And second edition wasn't out every day. 
it was a fucking newsworthy day, like the presidential election or something. I don't know. Like the newspapers were so dense with information, there wasn't like mm-hmm. that was where people the information all came through there. Yep. Okay, so now what we're getting is like we're learning his plot. You guys aren't going anywhere. I'm going to suck the juice out of you. And they're like, ha, ha, ha. Now, for some stupid reason, and and the writers weren't rookies, he's going to pull the super super villain thing of leaving the room and having his henchmen do it. Oh, right. The Fantastic Four kicked their ass. He is royalty. He's not going to get his hands dirty. No, but... He's got whammy jammy powers and stuff, you know. But they don't realize that like Bob Odekirk from Nobody is in the house. <laughs> he looks like nobody. He's nobody. He's Mr. Nobody. Who are you? I'm nobody. Punch me a couple of times so I could kick you back. I don't know about that, old man. Now the actors themselves were the ones who like were doing the promotion and paying for the promotion. Right. When this thing got was in post-production like they stopped spending money on it they weren't rushing to edit it you know and they weren't promoting it they had to like guerrilla warfare edit it on their own and um they like you had said before they went to they did a movie uh, they went to comic conventions and they did this like premiere in which they showed the trailer yeah and they were gonna open it at mall of america in minnesota Okay, so apparently this Avi guy was in Puerto Rico, and he had a Fantastic Four T-shirt on because he wanted to make the big budget Fantastic Four film. And this kid on this on in the in the you know hotel or whatever said, "Hey, are you going to the Fantastic Four premiere?" And Avi was like, "What Fantastic Four premiere?" So that's when he called Roger Corman and said, "Look, I'll give you a bunch of money. Don't do this. Don't make it. Cease and desist. Halt." And that's when Corman called it off, and it wasn't premiered. Wow. But then it didn't stop, because this is, you know, this was after Newsies, but before the internet. So what we had was bootleg <laughs> copies. And that's how people knew about it. In yeah. 1994, if you wanted to see this movie, you would go to a hipster video store, like right. Naked Tongue in San Francisco or the, or the Other Eye and Third Eye, and then they would have it for rent. And it would be like, this is it. This is the bootleg 1994 Roger Corman Fantastic Four. <laughs> bootleg, it, exactly. Yeah. And it would be like, it would be of this quality, if not even worse, like sixth generation dubbed. Yeah, uh, only the set. director says that he brought it to a dub house to, you know, like they would print out mass copies of stuff for the major film. He said, look, I just need two or three copies of this. He says that's probably the day it got leaked. They took it, and some co- copy guy was like, cool! Fantastic yeah, Fantastic Four! four. Now, I'm getting a copy of this! And, because they didn't have the negatives, that's why uh, the only copy that Ole had was not from the negatives. It was a kind of crappy one. But he was right. like, that's all he had, so he's like, dub this, please. And that's why it was born bad-looking. Right. Yeah, which it, it's fine. It works. So now, favor. Yeah, now stupid Doom comes in the room and is like, what happened here? God damn it. Guys, I turned my back and suddenly there's a four logo. We're back in the Baxter building. This won't stand. I gave no, 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 no. you had one job. You had one job. Kill the Fantastic Four. How can you fuck that up? I left the room. I closed the door on you. I, 
I, I that reminds me of Superman three when he's on the phone with Reed with uh Ryan, Richard Pryor. Yeah. And he's like, I ask you to kill Superman. <laughs> you can't even do that one little thing. Yeah, right. All I ask is you be in a room with the thing, a man who will burn you on fire, a woman who will choke you to death when you least expect it. And so a guy who will trip you. Of- this doesn't make sense anymore in the world again. Like they're out of Latvia and boom, they're home. And like, back the I don't know. yeah, but I mean, it would be like, if it was, I don't know, you, you call the cops and say, Boy, I was abducted. I mean, you know what I mean? They were just like, we got, we got away. You're right where he knows where you. I you saw the movie. You. They were in Latvia. There was a four logo went right into the screen and Woo-hoo. then you're back at home. <laughs> what, what, what? I don't understand. What do you want? It got from A to B with thanks to the number four. <laughs> so, I love that hair look. Right now, like Sue was getting all sweet, saying, "Look, if anything happens, like she, she was almost about to say, I love you.' You know what I mean?" And he go, he goes, "Why am I so shy around you?" And he goes, "What'd you say? Why am I so shy around you? Shy? That's why you turn invisible." You're a hothead, Johnny. That's why you flame on. Yeah, it's so corny. Literally. You're a rock hard erection, and that's why you're the thing. (laughs) You always used to use brute strength when scientific know-how would have gotten you there quicker, Ben. So he's saying Colossus took, you know, our DNA was altered. He's got the blood. He says Colossus took, like, what's the worst of us and turned it into a strength. Reed, that's such a stretch. Exactly. Exactly. See, you get it. Yeah. <laughs> On the nose. <laughs> yeah. They're going to so, do the superhero. They're going to do the superhero open like this. Nobody here, Reed. Go up, do time, stretch, stretch. <laughs> well, that's been my time. Take the show up, stretch, Reed, stretch. <laughs> Stretch. Stretch. Yeah, then here's the thing. Okay, guys, here's the thing. That's my catchphrase. So the same time, that mute, that magazine article you talked about said it was going to be released on Labor Day weekend, 93. And I guess. Right. But in the end, the Mall of America was set for January 19th, 94. And sure. pro- yeah, but before they put the halt on it. Well, that magazine was shady at best, so it was always interesting to see his side. Like, he got roped into it. You know, it wasn't like he knew this wasn't going to happen. It happened, but they I do feel like somebody higher up knew this would never get off the ground. No one well, knew going... They they approached Troma and they approached Corman. They did it because they, they had to get something off the ground. To extend the rights, and all he yeah. had to do was go into production, yeah. I mean, you're talking about a million dollars for something that's worth billions. Well, if he always knew, it's very possible. But I just think, oh wait, I, I just think that uh, Corman didn't know. This was this is not our actor, and it's not our stuntman. It's oh. just got right. They when they were editing, they realized the thing says, "Fuck this, I'm out of here." But where does he go? The next thing you know, he's with Mole Man. So they had to do a middle thing in which he walks the earth. So this is not our actor. Wow, it's a different thing. 
Right. And this was done after everything was shot. And it was, you know, months later when they were this editing. Movie, this movie has some complexities to it. There's so many things. Yeah. You know, probably every movie does and we just never know it. This one didn't get launched and these people felt ripped off. So that's why we know about it, you know? Right. Well, part of it was like the bootleg kind of went about. Yeah. And one thing I like about a documentary, it was showing the bootleg. Like the ones yep. that were selling at conventions, the ones that they were selling at, at record stores or whatever. You know, the premise of our podcast is that these are movies that we just read about or I read about mm -hmm. and never had a chance to see. And it's so great to have it on YouTube. Absolutely. And, uh, <laughs> oh, the outfits. You guys Every like it? I ripped off the Incredibles. A seven eyes, a four. <laughs> no, she sewed them herself, you know. So, and, and they're just waiting for Ben to come back. Now, in 2005, Stanley said out loud in front of a whole crowd of people that the movie was never supposed to be shown to anybody. And the cast and crew had been left unaware. He says that. Yeah, then, I know. But then Eichinger dismissed Lee's claims, stating that we had a contract to release it, and I had bought out that contract. I was, you know, they, they bought out that contract. And he says later, Lee's version of the events is definitely not true. It was our original intention to make a B-movie, that's for sure. But when the movie was there we wanted to release it so he claims no and this avi from marvel was the one who put the halt on everything huh. but the but the actors still feel like it was never supposed to be okay this again this was all filmed after it was shot that's not our actor and and i don't think they're credited i don't know but what we've got now is the mole man finding the thing. See, the next – I'll tell you when it's back to our regular act. Yeah, okay. From this point on, we're back to the regular film. That all that she's, was – She's forced to be the queen killer. Yeah. yeah. It's so stupid. So it just happens to be the girl, the girl who fell in love with a guy who knocked her statue over and broke it. Right That's... before he turns into the thing. Right before, not after. Right. So she gets kidnapped by a jeweler, and then she's saved by a guy who was he met cute, but now he's a monster. Right. Yeah. Okay. So. He says, boss, we got a new member. And, and Mole Man goes, so what? And he goes, no, boss, you got to see him. The fucking rock. Oh, well, there's jewels from rocks, right? Does he at least say that? He is a jeweler. No, no. Are there any other superheroes or villains in this world? Uh, there's the jeweler. There's Dr. Doom. Well, if they made a sequel, there would have been. They were always hanging. They were always bumping into Spider-Man. Spider-Man got trapped in their escalator or what was it, their glass elevator? Did you ever see that issue? In the Fantastic Four? Yeah, I think so. It was like, meet Spider-Man. 
I I didn't I don't remember that. Now I read the Fantastic Fours through all the sixties, all the seventies, sure. and then I kind of stopped collecting because I got older and there were girls and right. you know. So maybe I have like one or two from like eighty one. I don't know. I, it dropped you, off my uh, radar. Did you ever see the issue where they introduced Black Panther? Yes, and it was yeah. Kirby's art. Very right. nice. He he says Fantastic Four come uh, uh match wits with the Black Panther and they go to Wakanda mm-hmm. and he sets up like he these traps for uh, Fantastic Four and Fantastic yeah. Four flips through them and they're like, Okay, let's be friends. You you passed <laughs> my test. That's exactly right. See, I, I found out from uh, Ancestry.com that I'm 17% African-American. And at 17% African-American, I'm not from Wakanda. I'm from, like, Wakanda. Are you going to do that? Then you go, sing your Michael B. Jordan song? That was material. Clearly, you knew it. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I smelled it like a half a block. I away. dropped that joke. I've dropped any joke that has anything to do with any, you know, like racy race or, you know, anything like whatever's really inappropriate. I just don't tell them anymore. You know? Yeah. It's not your wheelhouse, man. You don't want to. It is my wheelhouse. It is. Those are funny fucking jokes to me, but, but people don't appreciate them. So just don't do them. You want well, people it, to like you. It keeps things simple too. If you just like, you know, you want people to focus on your jokes and focus on, on the humor, you don't want people to second doubt or like go, well, wait a yeah. minute, you yeah. know, because of this and that, and you know, I don't really think it's and then like they're, you know, yeah, good, good, good on us <laughs> here at the superhero open I, mic. I, 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 they I, call it the bucket system at the superhero uh, open mic, but how come the Fantastic Four go four in a row? Yeah, the Fantastic Bump, man, four yeah, in a but, row. Okay, so now he's realizing. Look at these handwriting. Victor is still alive. Victor is doomed. Oh, thank God, because this movie has been still going on. I now, here's Darth Vader entering the rebel ship to get the plans. Right, Dr. Doom is in the room. And he's bulletproof, we learn. And he's bouncing the bullets back onto the guys so they all die. Doom got fucked up, and that's why he covered his face with an iron mask. Yeah. And it was some kind of... Uh, ritual, right? This old. Yeah, you see, it's it's like the suit helps, like uh, secrete oil on his skin or some crap. Right. Like it, it, it's a Her- mental thing as much as a superhero costume. And in the comics, he had electricity. He would yeah snap people. He would taser people with his hand finger. Well, Kirby, also, Kirby also had uh, uh, the Red Skull, who had like a mask that put on his face and. His face to... stuck on. Yeah, so it was always this creepy thing with him. Yeah. Yeah. Dig the it. Red Skull looked that way in the cinematic universe one. Yeah, they don't really give an origin of the Red Skull. I see the Red Skull pop up in, in Marvel Comics. I'm like, why are, you, why are you writing comics about the Red Skull, dude? Well, he yeah. was supposed to be the enemy of Captain America because Hitler was part of real history so he couldn't you know you would see hitler in the captain america comic book but um not like he was the villain that captain america ever fought he always fought the red skull and they threw in hydra instead of just like 
the Stasi or or uh, the Gestapo. They had Hydra. Yeah, yeah, right. It's own secret force. Wow, Fantastic Four. But <laughs> yeah, I didn't like this. In the sequel to the first batch, they had uh, Galactus show up, but he wasn't like Galactus robot. He was like a, a, a swarm. Galactus was a like gas. Well, let me tell you in a second, okay? Yeah. Okay, so he's got Alicia. So he's like, come here and, uh, you know, I'll shoot, you know, do a lot of damage before you get here. Then Alicia says, I love you. And that makes uh, Ben all soft inside. And he's no longer the thing. He's Ben. Now, get out of here. This is the only time we'll see this in the film. You would think this would be such a plot point. I've discovered how to cure myself, something like that. Right. But no. Were you trying to make a joke that she didn't see? That's the only time she didn't see that he changed it to her. Was I trying to make that joke? No, I was just yeah. saying that. Okay. That's uh, what happens in the film. I'm surprised that they don't. Um, they, it's see, it's poorly written. It's out of nowhere. This guy, this writer's for real. Let me tell you about him. Uh, Craig J. Nevis, and also a guy named Kevin Rock, which is Kevin Hart and Chris Rock married. First screenplay was Happy Together, Columbia Pictures, Patrick Dempsey, Helen Slater, uh, and Brad Pitt's first film. But then he got sucked into the Roger Corman world, and he wrote all these Corman films, including Death Doors. Oh, no, no, no. He also wrote on his own as a producer, Death Door, starring David Carradine, and Step Monster by Alan Thicke. He, oh, I want to see that. I want to see Step Monster with Alan Thicke. I saw it, maybe. I think it sucked ass. Was it better <laughs> than Monster-in-Law? Uh, no, Monster-in-Law was better. Okay. I guess you didn't like Monster-in-Law. No, I just wanted to make sure that my monster... Uh... Yeah, you're going to keep them straight? Yeah. Okay, so now Doom is like, hey, I got Alyssa, and I got the laser, and I'm going to zap New York City unless you guys come to me so I can do the whammy jam. And here's what the laser does. So come give me your power. I'm going to suck it out of you with my anti-whammy jammy machine. Or I kill Alyssa, and I blow up New York. (laughs) Hang up. Hang up. Doom out. Yeah, doom out. Get the drip. Doom out. One million dollars. Bye. He didn't have to throw in that Austin Powers line. One million. That was very funny. Actually, that's not a lot of money. Well, what is a lot of money? Yeah, right. Then they can't afford it again. So now Reed's like, I'll just take care of it on my own. It's my thing with Victor. I'm the one he blames. And then they go, we're a team. Let's right, go we're family. What's going to work? Teamwork. What's going to work? Well, teamwork makes the dream work. All right. Uh, All right. Settle down, children. Teamwork. It's just right? a job. It's just a job. Look, I'm pretty. We're like greasing up the lens so I'm all out of focus. 
No, I don't know what's going on. This is the same set, like in Mafia. Yeah. The Brit well, it's all it's all Carnosaur stuff. You see that's that amazing. like bubbly thing they made there? That little piece of art. That's probably new, but this like four walls was Carnosaur stuff. You can still see Diane Ladd sitting in the back acting. Yes, with the strings. Yeah. Look, look, it's art. It's it's animated. I can't even see like the, it's so blurry. Yeah, it's our copy, right? Now they're inside of Doom's place. Duh, it doesn't make yeah, sense. It looks the same. It looks the same building. I mean, you know, look, if you went from New York City to Eastern Europe, right? I mean, that's a serious long ass flight. You gotta make Listen, a connection. But you're talking about doing it as someone who watches your exploits. I just want to see the New York City corridor. And then I want to see the interior corridor hallway in Malafia. That's they it. Created bullet trains. They get there in forty-five minutes. Yeah, just stand on this moving elevator uh, sidewalk. Right. Uh, yeah, it'll take you to <laughs> this building to the next. Okay, so they walk in like, "What's going on? Nobody's confronting us." Right. And then he put four laser beams. Right. Well, they're 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 like containment beams, and they can't get it. They're paralyzing them. And they're gonna, he's gonna suck out their power with tickly tickly anti whammy jammy device. Jeweler told me to build three of these tubes. I said, You idiot. Four. <laughs> I don't know, dude. He told me the costs are astronomical. It's gonna be worth it. Trust me. <laughs> Why here you are. To, it's the things that doesn't work. You, I thought, boss, I thought you said the Fantastic Three. You idiot. Yeah. Here's the thing. The thing is the fourth one. <laughs> Here's the thing. The thing is the fourth one. I'm doing that at the open mic. Just kidding. You know, so now we 80s, get some serious yeah. acting. I'm sorry, but why don't you even put up the volume if you want? Now I'll he's like up the volume. talking about his crippling, you know, and why he blames them. I did, yeah, I did. Look at his hands, the way he yes. Look at his what? an actor. Look at that. I'm, Doom, I'm sorry. Can you take the mask off? I can't hear you. Can you take your face diaper you off? Turn the sound down again. Why? Why is you like that, Mike? Look his at me. Mouth Look, behold the monster you've made. Yeah, there you go. A wide to your grave. Sorry, his mouth diaper is covering up the way he speaks, and I wish he'd take <laughs> it off. At the end of the film, they made a mistake, and they 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 didn't overdub the thing's voice with the effect, and he just sounds like the regular actor. Oh, it's clobbering time. Yeah. Yeah. It's during a wedding, and he's like, "Stand back, everybody!" And it's like. It just sounds like a dude. Well, I gotta say, like uh, in the eighties, there was a big event called Secret Wars, where all the superheroes get whisked to a magical planet. And at the end, at the end of the twelve issues, all of them leave except for the Thing. He stays on this magical planet. Yeah. And he, and then he has his own uh, comic called The Thing, where he would meet like. Creatures that were like the Yancey Street Gang, but they were aliens. <laughs> okay. And at the end, the enemy was himself all along. It was it was Ben Grimm wearing a, a monk's outfit. 
that he revealed it. It's like, yeah. And then he went back. That's probably one time he was on the leave of absence. They redid the look, Secret look, Wars. See the tickling? Ah, it was funny at first, but now it's annoying. Right. I, you're uncontrollably tickling me. Well, I did that to you on Fish Burgers. We pretended it was yeah, a right. shock. Okay, so how are they going to get out of this anti-whammy-jammy tickling machine? Right, they're, they're getting all their superpowers sucked out. Yep, that's right. And it's all going to go into doom somehow, which is never explained. So Reed uses his stretchy pants and uh -huh. stretches under the beam. I don't know how. And then kicks the beam off of them. I was going to say, it didn't look like a secure beam at all. <laughs> like, did you check your beam? I think it might be your beams, doctor. You're, yes, beaming, thank you. you're, beaming, you're beaming too critically. Okay. Get them! It's clobbering time! It's clobbering time. Oop, here comes so, the fireball. Yeah, Johnny, they're like, Johnny, make a... Oh, bonk! So they, is she invisible, or is she just transparent? She's invisible. She, like, ducked out of the way, and they didn't see it. I so, don't know. Check this out. They go, Johnny, make a hole in the wall. So Johnny says, I'm on it. He goes, flame, 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 flame. And by the time they've kicked the ass of everyone in the room, the thing is like, I'll just do it. And he smashes through the wall. I, I would mention, if you're a fan of Doc, uh, Fantastic Four, they redid Secret Wars, where Doom created his own planet. Mm -hmm. And he, he keeps, and he finds a universe where uh, Sue, Sue married him and has his own children. Uh-huh. And the sun is Johnny Storm, and the, the orange wall is the thing. It's pretty cool. All right. Yeah. That, look, they... that's the first time she's used the force field ever. Right, the Invisiwall. Yeah, Invisiwall. He goes, no, it's too late. It's too late. The laser's going to fire, and it's going to kill New York City. Just Shit. like Terminator episode. I don't think you were you weren't part of the fish burger. Oh, that episode? No, I don't think I was, Carl. Yeah, you were off at Brandeis or San Francisco. I don't know. No, and I think I was still in college back then in 90s. When you would come home. Okay, so now we really see the cool-ass. You know, now we see the human toy. Fly. Yeah. yeah. And he's fiery like a – he looks like the comic. It was well done. Um, I used to come home for, like, Hanukkah for uh, Christmas. Right, yeah, yeah, no, I would come down for the holidays. And you'd say, Carl, leave me alone. I'd be, no, we're filming content. We are making fish burgers. Let's go. Put on this costume. <laughs> well, it's something that we – I mean, I worked at a banquet hall, and I had a tuxedo. And we did I was giving uh, you a lift to work, right? Yeah, and we shot like War in the Gulf, and I was re news journalist, and I just happened to be wearing a tuxedo during the whole thing. It was perfect. I put a microphone in your hand for my band. Yeah. In the stack was the Gulf Station. You could see the sign. You were like, War in the Gulf. It is incredible. This war in the Gulf. Shot and at the Gulf Station. Meanwhile, I was dropping you off, but that was before college, was it? Or you used to work there. Yeah, I worked there during college as well. Now we have the big confrontation between Doom and Richards, finally. You know? You right. betrayed me. The thing is, Victor stayed in that room. You know, 
I guess he's saying that Reed should have stayed there too or something. <laughs> Look at my fangs. This kid's got claws. <laughs> yeah, well, it was always like, they, you need this animosity. You need this like. Rush. Now, Richard's stretchy, stretchy power just keeps punching Doom down. And this was the last film sh uh, shot. This was the last uh, scene. I don't know if I can say that. He had to come back to do this. This uh -oh. is a big fall. So he's like, please help me. We were friends once. Look at this, man. Look how cool Johnny is. It looks pretty cool. Now, if you know fire, it is. it needs oxygen. It uh -huh. is a chemical reaction. Like, it's, it's turn. you know... Only the carbons left as it oxygen mixes with whatever's burning. There's no, a laser beam would go right through fire, right through fire. So I don't understand how he can stop the laser beam. It doesn't make sense. You got to give Johnny Storm a lot of latitude because in real life he would just burn everything. Or yeah, he'd be like a flame. You know, people would be petrified of the guy. Yeah. So if he exists, you know, you got to give him some oxygen, Carl. So Doom is like, will you help me? And then Reed Richards is like, okay. And then Doom is like, you're a sucker. And then his he slips out of his glove. Right. Shoddy worsenship. Made in Lafayette. This way, Whoa. Reed didn't kill him. Reed was going to help him. He Dude, killed look, him. Yeah, look, at, look at that cold-blooded eyes of Reed Richards. <laughs> Bitch is dead. Dr. Doom. So Dr. Doom dies. Yeah. But you know he never does. In the comic book, he fell into a volcano. Oh, even worse. Yeah. There's some interesting Fantastic Four stories. As soon as they, the problem about introducing them in the movies would be like, geez, after 20 years of like, it's not even real life anymore. There was this big blip and all this bullshit. Don't you remember, like, the crawl, and there was that... Watch how Johnny stops it, right? He just gets in its way. This is good graphics, I think. I guess, yeah. Ragdoll. Well, for its day and for a million-dollar budget, and but aren't you being entertained? I mean, he's all... Yeah, yeah. It's more entertaining than a lot of other Fantastic Four. <laughs> he's pushing back the laser beam, which makes no logical sense. There was a six, 1960s comic uh, cartoon <laughs> show, The Fantastic Four. And yeah. like Spider-Man, it had its own theme song. Now, look, he's in space, and there you need oxygen to burn flame. and Or maybe he's uh, just in the stratosphere. Maybe he's just Cheetos. Like, it's flaming hot Cheetos. <laughs> so what were you saying? The animated cartoon, do you mean the one like um, – in the 60s. What, yeah, there was, it was on Saturday morning cartoon. It had a theme song. Yeah. I don't remember. Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four. Don't Very go to sleep. Christmas. You're not a bore. <laughs> oh, you're doing uh hey, here comes Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four. It whatever a Fantastic should. Stay awake. Don't you snore. Okay, so we now... promise they're not a bore. <laughs> The actor just said it with his. Now he's he's got his uh, his worked on voice, his overdubbed voice. But we just second ago, it was it. Now here comes the worst effect of this whole film, and it's at the end. It looks like Doctor Seuss. That arm? 
<laughs> well, he has a job at a used car lot, so I figured he might as well. <laughs> Lincoln. They got a Lincoln Town Car limo. Very oh, nice. Oh, wow. Very nice. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we did it. Carl, what do you think of this movie? I highly liked it. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I liked it. I like this movie a lot. It's, okay. it's cheesy, it's cardboard, but don't it delivers. Think, don't you think the Thing's costume was too small? It looked too much like a man. Like in the cart, like he should have had broader shoulders, a bigger chest, a, you know, a torso. That They did what they had to do. It's like watching, it's like watching stop motion animation. You go, I know this is fake, but this is as real <laughs> as it looks. So I, I gave him a pass. I mean, he didn't look as bad as Michael Chiklis, and he didn't look as bad as, uh, I don't even remember the other Fantastic Four, but it's a, It's either going to be a CGI suit or a guy wearing a rubber rubber shoulders. Yeah, I guess if it was done today, it would be CGI totally. Right. So I wonder when they when they finally crank it. I enjoy this movie. I'm glad it's available on YouTube again. It's worth a watch. Uh, it definitely got the, the story in itself. Doom is also the documentary on YouTube. Make an afternoon. Always great to see it. Last time we'll ever have to watch another Marvel movie. <laughs> okay, well, that was the Fantastic Four here on Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We hope you enjoyed it, uh, listening to it on a Sunday afternoon on our podcast, on our YouTube channel. We'll be back next Sunday. We'll be back here on Mutiny Radio. We'll be back on your podcast feed. And, yes, we'll be on YouTube. Carl, next week's movie from 1979 King Brat. 1979. King Brat. F-R-A-T. Tune in again next Sunday at 2 Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm. And then please subscribe to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T, please. <laughs> and listen to the podcast on Sunday, please. And then subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, Carl, thank you so much. What a great time. It was fun. Thank you, Always fun to watch a Marvel movie with you. I I am just it's a it's a Marvel movie. <laughs> All right, sounds good. I'm gonna go play in traffic, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks so much. We'll see Let's you next watch week. A full-length- Song. I, I'm Mike's friend. My turn-ons are satin sheets. I love to be outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to call. The French duh, not the duh duh. Let's watch a full-length
check up on my man. She said she'd have to meet him to formulate a plan. I went and introduced them, sort of help out with the scheme. So now they're telling fortune. Life in the air, groovy with gold in your pocket, riding a wild set of wheels at an easy pace. Are you there? Everything is smooth and cool. There's some traffic, but not too much traffic. But it's all right, you see, because you've got everything covered. You understand? You're driving along in the field of the sun and the radio's swinging a beautiful, crazy, wild tune. And you feel so good, you, ah, you feel right in there tight. Can you feel it? Yes. And suddenly your mind goes over to Hitleyville. You start thinking about a beautiful girl that you met there five years ago. And what a gasser she was. Oh, oh, take me now! Beautiful. Have your nose rubbed in a rose garden so many roses that you can't tell later. You can think about how charming she was, how gracious her people were, what a ball you had, what a beautiful time, how, how, how sweet, how generous, how, how crazy, how like a home in a home in a home in a home home. Kick it was. <laughs> and you kept thinking how you went out to the lake and you, ooh, man. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and you go many, many other places along that Rosetta, the Reverie Creek, and all of a sudden you say, All right, I haven't hit anything. I don't think I have no. The friend is all right. Yes, good, excellent.
soldier for Ferdinand I of Spain, and he was sent to the New World after Bullion, and he flipped. He said to you, to, in order to know what it means to have nothing, you must have nothing! <laughs> and that's what he had in spades. <laughs> Through the story, he gave me the knowledge of the healing of the hand. And uh, I want you to dig it deeply, get your key. I'll just straighten it out a little bit for you. He met an Indian chief who started with that. They were starting with that. He said they thought he was a white god. So they said, well, we'll be very happy to help you if you straighten out the chief's boyfriend. He's had no trouble. He's like he's going to sit in the death bell with his back to the street and, you know, turn him around. So uh, he didn't know anything about making an appeal. But he fell back on his knees and he made a connection that shook the peninsula. <laughs> Oh, you moved it. Well, here's where it goes down here. Now, you heard about Vasco da Gama, the island bumper. <laughs> he was a history cat with a big fast pressing. He'd say, the Gamma Bump Island number one, boom, put it in the book. The Gamma Bump Island number two, boom, put it in the book. But there was another cat jumped at the same time that had a lean translation that capped his first cap to shreds. And they called him Alvar Nunez K. Beza de Vaca the Gassa. Looked around the corner of his eyes and saw the man who was praying for us and said, What time are you? <laughs> and he blew about 200 beautiful miracles right across the land. There's even one stud under a rug for four days, put the gas on him, I blew him out. <laughs> This is history. Dig this jazz. And it's beautiful jazz. And Alvar Nunez Cabeza de Vaca, the gaff is fed. The end of the letter. But right at the end of this letter, I said, Your Majesty, I'm hip that you're grateful to to the fat book. He said, I want to knock a page on it. He said, I found out on this expedition that there is a great power within that when used in beauty and immaculate purity, can cure and heal and cause miracles. And he said, when you use it, it spreads like a magic garden. And when you do not use it, it recedes from you. Not a drop of gas. If 
me since I put my name on that dotted line. I haven't been able to sufficiently dine. In fact, I'm sort of in a string, but it ain't no big thing. 144 dollars a month ain't much of a deal. Two picks and soup ain't much of a meal. All the little money I run across goes in my gas tank out my exhaust. <laughs> it's a strain, but it ain't no big thing. Dollar on Monday, Tuesday broke. Wednesday's a drag, Thursday's a joke. Walking around in the rain, carrying these terrible pains. Baby, forget it, honey. It ain't no big thing. Come and take my car back. My girl told me not to buy a big car like that. But you know, I wanted to play the game. And now I'm in a financial strain. But baby, it ain't no big thing. I know I admit that. I get a terrible record. See, uh, when a woman first learns to drive, you're pretty safe in your own neighborhood because you can call them up and tell them you're coming. <laughs> but it's when you go downtown for the first time that you're really on your own. And oh boy, uh, everything went wrong and it really wasn't my fault. Really, it was my husband's fault. Things that happened to me. Although he was not along. <laughs> he had put the car in the garage backwards. <laughs> well, that shot the hell out of my map. <laughs> and boy, I went right out the wrong end. <laughs> and that put me on the wrong street, going the wrong way on a one-way street that wasn't going my way. <laughs> and boy, they're, they're organized. They won't give an inch. <laughs> and everybody is coming this way except me and one other woman. <laughs> I loved her. <laughs> she was following me.
man come and take my car back. My girl told me not to buy a big car like that. But you know, I wanted to play the game. And now, I'm in a financial strain. But baby, it ain't no big thing. Showed outside, not a drop of gas. Ever since I put my name on that dotted line. But daddy, I haven't been able to sufficiently dine. In fact, I'm in a strain, but it ain't no big thing. You know what? $144 a month ain't much of a deal. Toothpicks and soup ain't much of a meal. All the little money. I run across, goes in my gas tank, out my exhaust. I'm in a financial strain, but it ain't no big thing. Just one dollar on Monday, nothing on Tuesday. Show it's a drag. Think about the bread I had, but now I'm in a strain, suffering from these pains.
kind of hard And this ain't no place to be If your plan don't be in a stop Let me tell you it's always cool And the boss don't mind sometimes If you're at the booth At the car wash It's going to be a rock and roll. Talking about the car wash. Car wash, yeah. Come on, y'all, and sing it with me. Car wash. Sing it with feeling, y'all. Car wash, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Car wash. Never seen the stop coming. Well, I say, keep those lights and machines humming. Let me tell you, it's all. Sometimes 
Now, if I can only straighten out Governor Long. <laughs> he doesn't want to listen to me. I would have had him over, but he won't dress, you know. <laughs> Just sits in his pajamas, won't put his teeth in or anything. He's sitting, cursing at his wife, running around, making speeches in motels. He's really a delight, though. He really cracked me up. He had the greatest political campaign of any public figure. It, I show him on television, dig his political platform. I'm not a nut. <laughs> what is that, right? No honesty, better schools. I'm not a nut, that's all I got. So I don't wet the bed, elect me, that's all. Forget it. Governor Long is really a sign of our times. How did the governor get out? He fired the people who put him in. Go fight that kind of action. You're a nut, you're fired. <laughs> if you read time, they grabbed him making phone calls. <laughs> Hello, this is Governor Long. Give me McElroy, Secretary of Defense. Hello, Mac. <laughs> this is the governor. Yes, it give me a lot of trouble down here, son. Jean Lafitte is bombarding us again. Are you there? It's the governor he whacked out. He's dingling, Daddy. Forget the re-election. Governor! All right, Your Majesty. Don't talk to any newspapers whatsoever. The Watchtower? Right. Yes. Yes. All right, we're going to send some uh, FBI men down to take care of you. They'll be dressing all in white. It's warm in Washington now. Mm-hmm, good deal. All right, Governor. Well, let's see now. The FBI men will be here soon. A lot of important things to do today. Let's see what I have to uh, empty the garbage. And, uh... Yeah, I gotta meet Aaron Burr for lunch. And, uh... Governor Long! Yes, what is it? The FBI men are here to see you. Thank you. You're free, Bueller. Act up. If you've seen me work before, you know I stole that voice from another characterization. That's actually Governor Farbus's voice when, when he was popular. It's weird, you fickle, you people. You swing with one hero and... Okay. Taken out of the home of Governor Farbus, the daughter. Daddy, I got a wonderful surprise for you. Well, what is it, Bella of the South? Well, Daddy, your daughter, Sheila Jaw, is going to get married. Married? Well, that certainly brings a warm spot to my old southern heart. Can't believe you're such a big girl, Sheila, getting married. You uh, marrying a local boy? No, Daddy, he's a New York stage actor. Mom and I met him last year in Freeport, Long Island. Hmm, well, I've never had too much truck with stage people, but I'm sure if my daughter, Sheila Joy, picked him out, he's a fine, upstanding man. What's his name, sugar? Harry Belafonte. <laughs> Italian boy, eh? Well...